everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Talking Sports with Evan. This is the first episode of 2022. I am a week behind uh, every intention of doing a show last week, but unable to do one as this had some uh, some family issues um, that I was dealing with. So with that, I want to thank you for spending some time as I bring you, as, as I said, the first Talking Sports with Evan in 2022. 2021, uh, fun for me, uh, talking uh, Packers, Brewers, Bucks, and going to continue to do that here in 2022 as well. And I'm working on right now uh, a logo uh, that will be added. And I want to thank everyone that did respond via Twitter at Evan with Sports uh, when I asked for some, uh, looking for somebody that could help me create uh, a logo for the show where you can find uh, the podcast of the show anywhere podcasts are found. I'm looking for some new cover art for that and then to use for other uh, marketing pieces and tools as well with the show. So have somebody that's doing it for me. Can't wait to see what he comes up with. Uh, create some great shirts already. I'll be wearing uh, when I get them, a couple of them during the show that show, show that off a little bit too. Um, but I'm excited to see what he can bring. So since I talked to you last, um, it was uh, right after Christmas, right before New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, I think it might have been New Year's Eve. Yeah, it was New Year's Eve when I talked to you last and talked some Packers and uh, whatnot. And today, uh, going to talk some NFL playoffs, going to talk some Packers as well. Uh what concerns you the most in the 2021-2022 uh, NFL playoffs? What concerns you the most with the Packers? Is it special teams? Is it uh, defense? Is it run defense? Is it What is it? What concerns you the most with the Green Bay Packers entering the playoffs? And you can comment uh, in the comments of the wherever you're watching the show, or you can always tweet at me at Evan with Sports. Um, let me know. Your biggest concerns of the 2022 playoffs for the Green Bay Packers. Packers did get the one seed again. Third, uh, second year in a row, they got the one seed. Third year in a row, they have the bye. And is this the year of the Packers? Uh, third year in a row, they have 13 wins. Is this the year the Packers finally get over the hump and make it past the NFC Championship game? That, that, that is what we'll see. And I'm going to kind of give you my thoughts and what my concerns are with the Packers and the playoffs this year. Um, and kind of going to go a little bit with what we saw last year um, on the why. Uh, what my concern is, too, because Tampa Bay, Packers should have beat Tampa Bay. I have a big reason why they lost against Tampa Bay last year in the NFC title game, which I'll mention here today momentarily. And that is my biggest concern going into the playoffs this year. Um, so I'll get into that. Uh, wild card weekend is kicked off, uh, kicks off on Saturday. I'm going to talk the current brackets of the playoffs and out of the teams that are left in the NFL playoffs, who, uh, who is a pretender and who is a contender? Who are your pretenders and contenders? You can comment as well. Or you can tweet at me at Evan with Sports uh, and let me know uh, who you think are legit Super Bowl contenders in the playoffs this year and who's just quite not ready for 
the big the big uh, the big lights that they're about to enter into. A lot of NFL coaching jobs open now. The Houston Texans job opened up today. The New York Giants yesterday to go along with uh, the other jobs and the likely job, which I guess I'll talk about if I think it'll be open or not. The uh, the Raider job with the Raiders in the playoffs, which they're going to have a very short stay in the playoffs. So probably be easy for them to figure out exactly uh, what they're going to do with their coaching situation in there. So with that, I, I, as I mentioned, thank you all for watching. I appreciate it. And I do want to give a shout out to, uh, you know, my buddy, Scott, he uh, brought up a topic to discuss. I'm not going to discuss it today's show, but he did bring up a topic to discuss um, later on. And the Packers 2022 season opponents are known. Um, the dates and times aren't, but the opponents are known. So I'm going to kind of, uh, in a future show, I'm going to kind of break down uh, what that could look like next year. So with that, you're going to start with the Packers. Um, as you're watching, uh, as you're listening to it, you can always, you know, listen to the uh, podcast later on uh, or watch rewatch the video. You're welcome to comment. Uh, the 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 what worries me the most of the Packers in the playoffs. And here's the thing. So the my buddy I mentioned, him and I get get into this argument. Um. He's he had commented and he's under the impression, not under the impression, but he had commented that if the Packers would have not wasted a first round pick on Jordan Love in the 2020 draft and drafted somebody that could actually make an impact, um, that could have contributed to the Packers, they probably possibly could have won. I I kind of disagree with that, and here's why. Because when you look back at that Tampa Bay game. You know, Aaron Rodgers, the league MVP, he he played off script at times. He missed some wide open receivers. He overthrew uh, Adams in the end zone and get, didn't give Adams a chance to get his feet down in the uh, in the end zone before uh, uh, before he could secure the catch. Um, he got given the ball multiple times on Tampa Bay turnovers, and he was unable to convert them to points. Um, so, and then Devontae Adams, he dropped a back shoulder pass that would have went for a touchdown. Um, Aaron Jones had two fumbles, hadn't fumbled all year long. Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, uh, Rashawn Gary didn't play that great. There, and then there was communication breakdowns all over the place. So the guys who got you to that point, and yeah, they missed Bakhtiari as well. But the guys that got you to that point last year, they had bad games in the playoff, in the in the uh, championship game against Tampa Bay. Rodgers struggled at times. Devontae Adams had a couple drops, and Adams didn't drop a pass all season long. Aaron Jones hadn't fumbled in God only knows how long, and Aaron Jones fumbled the ball. <clears throat> so I guess my biggest issue, or my big one of my biggest concerns going into the playoffs for the Packers is simple. Guys not playing up to their expectations that they put on themselves during the season. Guys who you depended on all season long making a key mistake, a key moment. 
So that's one of my biggest concerns. Because if Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones play like they did against Tampa Bay last year, the way they did throughout the 2020 season, the Packers are like likely hoisting the Lombardi Trophy at the completion of last year. But those three guys who you depended on to get to that point, they 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 struggled in the brightest lights, and that's not typical of them. Those guys need to step up and show that they can play. Kenny Clark, who dominated many weeks in a row, he struggled to get pushed up the middle. So that is what my concern is. Are guys going to play up to the expectations that we have grown to expect from certain players on that team? Again, mainly Jones, Rodgers, and uh, Jones, Rodgers, and Adams. The other issue is obviously special teams. Uh, you can't afford to give up a big kick return or a big punt return in the postseason. You know, you can, you know, as we saw against Chicago, the Packers are able to get by with shoddy special teams play against the Bears. Why? Because the Packers' talent level is just that much better than Chicago. When you're going up against the Rams, when you're going up against the 49ers, when you're going up against the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, uh, the Eagles, these are teams' talent level. There's not that big of, there's not as much of a gap that you had, you know, when you when you played Chicago. So you can't make those mistakes. You you just can't. You got to be gap disciplined. You got to be gap sure. Got to stay in your lane. Got to do your job. That's one of the biggest issues on special teams is guys aren't doing their job. That's an issue that I have watching the Packers special teams at work. Guys aren't doing their job. Um, another concern is the run the run defense. I'm not that I'm not as worried about the defense as other people are. I'm worried about the run defense though. Um when the defense was playing stout, when the defense was playing extremely well, guys were doing their job. The defensive line were keeping guys off the linebackers. Your edge guys were doing a great job, crashing things down, securing the edge, not not giving up outside contain, forcing the back to go back up the middle. Um, but we've seen the last several weeks that the edge guys, uh, Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, and now your backups, uh, which aren't that great to begin with, and are not really ready for the role that they were playing this year with other injuries to Whitney Merkulis and not having to Darius Smith all year. Guys weren't doing their job, and guys were the back was able to get off tackle and was able to get some big chunk yards. We saw that against Baltimore at the quarterback. We saw that with uh, Cleveland and. Uh, they're running back. They're able to get these big chunk yards going off tackle because guys aren't doing their job. And we've seen breakdowns in the secondary too with guys not doing their job. So that's where my concern is defensively. That's where my my issue is. Guys need to do their job and play the system, play, play the, the defense the way it was meant to be played. And then finally, throw back at Rodgers. The only thing that's going to stop the Packers is himself. Um, we've seen when Rodgers runs the offense the way the offense is designed, the way the offense is supposed to be played, the Packers' offense is damn near unstoppable. Rodgers getting the ball out on time, 
getting it to the open receiver, taking the checkdowns, putting the ball in your playmaker's hands, and letting them make plays. When he decides he wants to push it downfield too often, that's when the Packers get into trouble. They need to focus on the running game, focus on building things off the run, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and then you can work on pushing the ball down the field. So that's the other thing is you got to play within the system. And I, I, I think, and I won't, you know, obviously we don't know who the Packers opponent's going to be, but I just have a gut feeling. You got Alexander likely coming back. You got Zadarius Smith coming back potentially. You got Bakhtiari back. You got Josh Myers back. You got Whitney Merkelis practice today. So the Packers are getting, and you got Randall Cobb back. The Packers are getting healthy at the right time. Last year, they were getting hurt at the wrong time with David Bakhtiari blowing out his ACL at one of the worst possible moments uh, going into the past last couple games of the year. And by the time we got to Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game up at Lambeau Field, it was uh, the Packers couldn't overcome. Uh, what they were missing, not having Bakhtiari out there. Um, so they're getting healthy at the right time. It seems things they're doing seem to be uh, seem to be working. And if they play Packer football, I don't really see too many teams in the playoffs that are going to knock off Green Bay. And I guess your question is, which teams? worry me the most in the NFL playoffs and San Francisco worries me the most because their their power running game we've seen it happen before we've seen the we've seen the Packers struggle to beat the 49ers because Shanahan uh in the playoffs two years ago threw the ball eight times and they still ran literally ran all over all around all through game day so San Francisco worries me the Cowboys front seven worries me, but they don't worry me overall. And then Tampa Bay, of course. So that's my thoughts on Green Bay. Would love to hear yours. You can tweet at me at Evan with Sports. You can also follow me on Twitter as well. Give me a follow. You can follow Sorry. me. You can follow me on Facebook, Talking Sports with Evan. Uh, YouTube, uh, Evan with Allison. Uh, the video streaming there as well. So now jumping to the NFL playoffs. Um, the AFC, you got the Tennessee Titans as the one seed, Kansas City Chiefs the two, Buffalo the third, three, Cincinnati the four, the Las Vegas Raiders the five, New England Patriots six, and Pittsburgh Steelers seven. Um, out of those teams, the only there's a couple teams I see legit Super Bowl contenders in the AFC. That's Tennessee and that's Kansas City. I don't think Buffalo is quite ready. Um, to take that next step. They don't really have much of a running game. Um, so I, I don't think they're they're quite ready there. Cincinnati is still too young. Pittsburgh isn't that good. Um, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs in the old format. You don't see rookie quarterbacks uh, make the Super, uh, Super Bowl very often. So I think that hurts uh, that hurts Mac, uh, Mac, Mac, uh, that hurts Jones a little bit. And the Raiders are not really that good of a team. Um, yes, they made the playoffs as a five seed. Yes, they're a good story. Yes, we've seen their interim coach do something that nobody thought they would do after all the distractions off the field issues this team has had. 
but the Raiders are still standing. But they're 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 a pretender to me. I don't see the Raiders. And, and I, I like Derek Carr. And of course, with Derek Carr, you have a chance to uh, upset the Bengals. But I I just don't buy uh, the Raiders. Uh, so to me, Tennessee and Kansas City, two contenders, and Buffalo. They're right at the edge on taking that next step for me to being a contender, but they're just quite not there yet. And then you jump to the NFC. You have the Packers with the one seed, uh, Tampa Bay, the two Cowboys, the three Rams, the four Cardinals, the five 49ers, the six and the Eagles, the seven. And when you look at the NFC, to me, you got Packers, Tampa Bay, and the Rams. Those are the three teams I feel are your legit contenders in the NFC. Um, th- yeah, to me, those are what I feel are the legit contenders in the uh, in the NFC. And, and the reason why the Rams, because you got a really good defensive front. Um, you, you you have. You have a good defensive front with Aaron Donald. Your secondary is pretty good. Um, Matt Stafford can push the ball down the field. It all depends on which Matt uh, Matt Stafford you have. Um, But I think the Rams are a team uh, with getting Acres back at the right time. They can be. They can sneak their way into the Super Bowl. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously with Tom Brady, um, they're a team that is really good still. And with Brady's. prestige and pedigree that he has and then the Packers as I mentioned there's just something about this Packer team that it's you know it's uh very exciting to watch and I think the uh this will be the year to me right now that the Packers finally get over that hump and they're playing in LA for the Super Bowl so and then lastly NFL coaching positions are opening up Right now, you got the New York Giants, you got the Minnesota Vikings, you got the Miami Dolphins, you got the Denver Broncos, you got the Chicago Bears, Jacksonville, and you have, as of today, the Houston Texans, all jobs that are now open. And I, I, I was debating for a while um, today, yesterday, as the jobs are opening up, which job is the best? Which position, if you took as a coach, are you stepping into the best situation? And to me, I got to say Jacksonville. You got about $72 million in cap space. You got 10 draft picks in this year's draft. Um, you have your potential franchise quarterback in, in Trevor Lawrence. You have a couple. You have a strong running game, and you have some talented wide receivers, and you got a pretty decent uh, core group of guys on uh, on defense. And if you can improve the offensive line, if you can improve uh, that position right there, the tight end position, and you get an offense that Trevor Lawrence is comfortable in running, and Trevor Lawrence uh, improves the mistakes that he made this season as a rookie going through a lot of growing pains, Jacksonville is a team that could, and the key word is could, they're a team that could win right away. Um, Next job for me with that would be the Miami Dolphins. Um, 
we saw in Miami the way they they won seven in a row after losing seven in a row. They won seven in a row. Maybe it was eight in a row. They have a stout defense there. Um, quarterback that you're unsure of if he's the guy or not in Tua, but you got a pretty decent uh, running game. You got a pretty good defense. You're going to need to improve your offensive line and you're going to need to improve your uh, your wide receiver position a little bit. But Miami's a team to me that is close to being a playoff team. Heck, they have two winning seasons in a row, and I don't understand how Brian Flores um, lost his job. I really don't. I thought that was a dumb move. But you're at $75 million over the cap. You got seven draft picks currently available, and that's a job that you're probably going to win quite soon. And then it's the Denver Broncos. Um, 48 million under the cap. They have a team that's built to win now. The big issue Denver has is the quarterback position. That's their elephant in the room. They have to figure out that spot if they want to actually win in the NFL. Their defense is strong uh, still. And they got talent at the wide receiver position. They got talent at the running back position. Again, their issue is quarterback. Their quarterback play has not been very good. Then you got them, for me, you got the Chicago Bears. You got $43 million in cap space. You don't have a lot of draft picks, but you already have a lot of people on your defense that are pretty good. You got a quarterback in Justin Fields, a young quarterback that you can still work and groom to fit what you want to do. Um, so I don't think that organization is as far off as some think. Then you got Minnesota. Uh, to me, you know, Minnesota doesn't have a lot of cap space. Um, they don't have a ton of draft picks. Uh, they're an aging team. And the question is, is Kirk Cousins a guy that you can uh, continue to depend on? He's got uh, $66 million left. Uh, so he's in the final year of his two-year $66 million extension, which is fully guaranteed. Um, and he's going to earn make $35 million next season, including a $10 million signing bonus. So you're paying... Uh, Kirk Cousins a ton of money. He hasn't shown that he can be a quarterback that can push you to that next level. But you got some building pieces on offense. But you got a defense that is aging and expensive, and you're going to have to make a lot of tough decisions in Minnesota. Yes, you may win year one, but you're going to have to tear things down fairly quickly after year one. So then the question is, is the Giants' job worse or the Houston Texans' job worse? And to me, they're equally bad. You don't have a lot of cap space with either team. Um, you got shoddy ownership. You have really no plan in place. You don't have a GM in New York. You don't have a coach in New York. You have to make a decision. Is Daniel Jones your quarterback? Uh, what do you do be, with Shaquan Barkley? He's not been able to stay healthy at all. And how long are you going to take to rebuild? Um, and dating since Tom Coughlin stepped down as head coach of the of the Giants, you've had Ben McAdoo, you've had Shermer, you've had now John uh, Judge. That team is a complete cluster, and it's like the owner does not know what how to do and how to do it and what to do. 
and then in in Houston, you have the you know you have the Sean Watson situation. You have an aging team at number number of positions. You you don't really have a strong ownership, and it's just the question is what are you going to do and how are you going to get the team where you want it to be? And to me, Houston and the New York job are both bad. But if you put a gun to my head and said I had to pick one, I I guess with the way Davis Mills played at times, maybe I'll lean towards Houston, I guess. Um, So with that, again, thank you all for watching the show. Um, For those that are going to listen to the podcast later, thank you for doing that. Uh, I appreciate you all. I hope you all have a great and wonderful 2022. New logo is coming, and I will talk to you all later. Have a great rest of your evening and rest of your week.